Hey everybody, it's Daniel and welcome to episode 6 of the Spain to Go podcast. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about living like a local, especially in Barcelona. I'll do Madrid another day because I have a lot of thoughts about Madrid also. But really, living like a local is one of these difficult concepts to me. It's a common cliche in the travel world. Don't be a tourist. Live like a local. I used to write for Lonely Planet, and we would give this kind of advice to people in the front of the guidebooks. There would be this whole section about how to dress like a local or act like a local or whatever. I was always a little bit confused about this because I've always thought that the idea that you're going to learn a few words of the language, you know, in flight, in the 30 minutes before your plane lands, you learn how to say, donde esta el baño, then you just integrate while you're on your way off the airplane, and by the time you've checked into your Airbnb, you're a fully local member of whatever country. Let me tell you, it's not that way. You're just not going to live like a local in any place, really unless you've been there for quite a while. But it's a cliche that just won't die. It's like off the beaten path, which is another one that I just can't stand after hearing it so often, off the beaten path. Anyway, travel writers like I used to be, you know, real travel writers, are encouraged to use these expressions to talk about places that the quote-unquote locals go and to try to give people an authentic experience when they travel. And, you know, I do love authenticity as much as the next guy, but I'm never going to blend in with the locals in most places. In case you don't know me, I'm about six feet tall. I've got a ginger beard and a very pale complexion. Outside of you know, Scandinavia and possibly parts of the UK, there's nowhere where I'm going to be confused with one of the locals. Anyway, what does dress like a local even mean? In Spain, guys wear shirts and pants. Shoes are pretty common. Everybody tends to wear shoes. So dressing like a local, as long as you're not doing socks and sandals, you can be pretty well assured that somebody in Spain is dressing sort of like you are on that day. Does that mean you're dressing like a local? I have no idea. If you were going to Mexico and decided to wear a serape and a sombrero, you know, you might uh, fit in with somebody's stereotype of, of a Clint Eastwood film about the 1850s. I don't know, but I feel like it's a bit difficult to actually blend in for a lot of people in a lot of places. Anyway, living like a local is a common thing that people aspire to, and I'd like to give you some advice today about how to experience Barcelona a bit more like a local. First, number one is to head for some of the other beaches. I've talked to some Barcelona natives who claim they've never been to Barceloneta, which is, you know, our local in-the-city beach. Barceloneta is the neighborhood there. I lived there for a couple of years. It was okay, but now that I live um, further up, I live now in Le Chample, which is much, much better. 
And I can understand that if somebody was from a very nice neighborhood here in Barcelona, they might not want to go to Barceloneta. It's not the safest or most beautiful neighborhood. So a lot of people, local Barcelona people, if they're going to the beach, they go somewhere further out. They might go to the Bogatel beach or the one at Pobleno, but probably they'd even go to another town. You can just get in the car, you can go to Castel de Fels or Badalona or Siches. And there are places that are going to be more or less touristic. Badalona, for example, has none of the problems of um, super touristic beach. As far as I can tell, you don't have people constantly trying to sell you awful bright green mojitos or anything like that. You uh, don't have to worry about a lot of pickpockets. Barceloneta tends to attract a lot of tourists, and so you get a lot of problems that tourists bring. So yeah, you're more than welcome to visit some of the other beaches. If you've got a little bit more time, check places like Tosa de Mar or Blanes in Costa Brava. Those are quieter. They're sort of touristic, but it's going to be a lot more local tourism than the international kind. Lloret de Mar is very famous for Costa Brava tourism. I don't really recommend Lloret. It's a lot of international tourists, and you can, you know, stay in a pretty good place, and you can eat well and all of that, but the surrounding area is not as beautiful. The landscape is not as beautiful as Tosa de Mar and Blanes and other places like that. Anyway, I'm not a huge expert in Costa Brava, but the places I've seen are mostly very nice, and you can check that out. If you've got a car or you're willing to sit on a bus for a couple hours, you can get up there and it's great. Number two, my second suggestion for integrating and living like a local is to go to a neighborhood bar or two. If you're in the city center, you will find a lot of fancy cocktail bars and, you know, tapas and pinchos and all of that. But you can also find some neighborhood bars where you have sort of the typical old guys who are there for the cheap beer. And, you know, they're probably there because they've been there every day of their lives. If you're outside the city center, these, these types of bars are a lot easier to find. And I really recommend them. Some of them are not super exciting to look at, and, you know, maybe the door has just a, a large picture menu on it or something like that, squid rings and ham sandwiches. They might be a bit dirty, but it's local. You wanted local, so don't be afraid to stop in. The food at some of these places is pretty good, and at others it's less good. You might find that it's a little bit hit or miss, and... Usually, it's going to be cheaper than the places in Gotico or Born. So feel free to do that and go to some local bars. One recommendation I have is La Coba Fumada, or just Coba Fumada possibly, in Barceloneta. It's right on the plaza in Barceloneta, and you can get a bomba catalana and some esqueixada. Cova Fumada is a very small place. It's just got a few tables. People are packed in. You'll be elbow to elbow with some very authentic Barcelona locals if you're there. And it's the typical place also where the waiters are shouting at each other from one side of the place to the other. The waiters are shouting at the people who are cooking and the cooks are shouting at the waiters. And that's part of the uh, local experience. 
If you want something more upscale for real Catalan food, I really recommend a place called La Flauta. That's on Calle Aribao 32. La Flauta, which means the flute, I suppose. That's an upscale sort of Catalan restaurant. It's going to have some of the same stuff, and it's going to be not necessarily a lot better, but it's an environment where you can sit down and be comfortable and relax. Catalan food is pretty simple and pretty good. Anyway, my final recommendation about neighborhood bars is don't be a victim of the guidebooks. Walk around, and if you find yourself in a you know, normal neighborhood that's not super touristic and you see that there's a place with people sitting on the terraza, sit there and, uh, and try it. It's always good to try new things. Don't be a victim of Google Maps or TripAdvisor if you don't have to. Number three, my third suggestion for how to live like a local is to climb a nearby hill. I'm exploring a lot more of Catalonia these days, but you can do this without going too far at all. The other day I went out to Montserrat, which was very nice. There's an article on my blog, expatmadrid.com, about Montserrat which you can get to by train. It was a little bit complicated for me, but it's doable. But just outside of town, you've got Colserrola, Colserrola Park, which is sort of a natural area, natural in the Spanish sense, in which it's not super wild or anything. There's little neighborhoods in the middle of it. You can find houses in there, and there's a couple of little neighborhood bars in different places. There's also a lot of wild boars. You can go up there. You can take a walk down Carretera de las Aguas. Carretera de las Aguas in Catalan. It looks like it would be pronounced Les Aigües, but as far as I can tell, you can uh, pronounce it Las Aguas basically in Catalan as well. That's a nice place. And you can get there. You can get to, from Plaza Catalonia, you can take a train and several stops up you can get to Baixador de Balbidrera, which, you know, if you're not already a little bit familiar with Catalan, the spelling is going to be a little bit difficult. But you can figure it out. It's the green space on the map. You can get up there in just several stops. You can also walk up to bunkers, bunkers, as they say in Spanish. Bunkers, it's the English word, del Carmel. The bunkers are Civil War bunkers, I believe. I haven't looked into the history of them, but I believe they're Civil War bunkers on a hill. Um, sort of in the Sagrada Familia area of the city. So you can walk up there. It's a nice walk. There are nice views. Also, Colserrola has some very nice views of the city. And you can take a whole day if you want walking around Colserrola. You can stop in one of the restaurants in there. You can check out the the church on top of, of Tibidabo. You can check out the castle on top of Monjuic, the other mountain that's over uh, in the direction of the airport. And then there's plenty of hiking in small towns around Catalonia, which is something I've talked about on the website, the blog, expatmadrid.com, and I'll talk about it more in other episodes of this podcast. But suffice it to say that the rest of Catalonia is nothing like downtown Barcelona. So it's good to see, and it'll be a much more 
local experience if you go out to some of the small towns. My next suggestion for how to have a more authentic experience is more Raval and less Ramblas. Check out the Raval area. It's gritty. Like, I will admit that it's gritty. It's very different than what you see in the center in Gotico, in the Rambla. The fact is that your local Barcelona people don't spend a lot of time walking up and down the Rambla because it's just too touristic. Raval has a lot of exotic stuff. It's got a lot of Middle Eastern and Pakistani shops. My girlfriend is from India and she loves going out there because she can buy some of her local vegetables. She enjoys all of these vegetables that I don't know the names of them, but there's all these shops where you can get stuff from, you know, different parts of the world that you wouldn't find in a supermarket. So you should definitely check out the Raval area. There's also a Rambla de Raval. The Rambla de Raval is like the other the other Rambla, but much less touristic, sort of relaxing. You can get a beer on one of the terrazas there. You can sit in the sun and enjoy your life. There's also a couple of nice restaurants around there. Um, the one that I have been to is called Succulent, I believe, and it was pretty good. They have a tasting menu. You've got to be willing to uh, spend 75 bucks or so per person, I believe. It was a expensive tasting menu, but if it's, you know, your anniversary or birthday and you want to spend some good money, go to Succulent. I definitely recommend it. Another nice place out there is Makba, the Museum of Contemporary Art, which you can check out the museum. It's got some interesting things. And the plaza around the museum has a lot of local vibe and local culture. There are some you know, areas around here where you've got prostitution and drug stuff, but most people are going to leave you alone. I know some people who live in Raval and they say it's fine. I think it probably depends on you know, what street you are and what time of day. But I've never had a problem. If you can handle some grittiness, then definitely check it out. In Madrid, we have a neighborhood called Lavapies, which is sort of like this. I would say it's not quite as gritty these days as it used to be. And uh, I'm going to stop saying the word gritty now because it's another overused cliche for uh, immigrant neighborhoods, perhaps. So no more of that. Talking about neighborhoods that are less well-known... If you're here, you're definitely going to end up in Bourne and in Gotico and possibly down at the beach, but there's other neighborhoods you should explore. You should definitely check out Gracia. Gracia has a life of its own. It's got students, it's got local type people, it's got bars and restaurants and small shops and artsy stuff. It was originally a small town, not even part of Barcelona. Now it's part of the rest of the city, but you can walk up and check it out. If you walk to the end of Passage de Gracia, the top of Passage de Gracia, you'll find it. Pobleno is definitely worth exploring a little bit. Pobleno is the new sort of industrial area, and it's interesting because about half of Pobleno is very modern, and the other half is basically post-apocalyptic. It's got this new urbanism thing. They're developing it slowly, I guess, and my friends out at 
Beauty Food Academy would love to see you out there. They have events that are on you know different days. You can go to their website eatatbeauty.com and check out that. There's other stuff at the Poblino area. There's a lot of stuff under construction and I'm assuming and I've heard from other people that it's going to be like, you know, like Brooklyn sooner or later that you're going to wish you had been there before it got to be super gentrified. Gentrification, of course, is another topic that we will talk about someday. But definitely check out Poblino and walk around and see what's going on. And I also like areas like Clot. Clot is around the giant pickle-looking building in Glorias, and you can walk around there just see the market and things like that. You can go to Poble Sec and my neighborhood, which is pretty cool also, is Le Chample. I'm actually on the right side in Catalan. It's called La Dreta de Le Chample. The pronunciation here, I'm probably doing it wrong. Think of the English word example, and it looks pretty much like that. So La Dreta de la Chample is the right-hand side the left-hand side has been voted by some magazine to be the world's coolest neighborhood. And it is pretty cool, but it's a lot more touristic and a lot more sort of bars and restaurants and nightlife-y, but in a touristy way. Mine is more for the locals, generally around the area of uh, Arc de Triomphe. And, you know, I, I love saying north, south, east, and west, if those as if those had any meaning here in Barcelona, but they don't. Around Arc de Triomphe and that area, you've got Le Chample, and you might run into me if you're out there. The markets also, everybody knows about the, the famous one, La Boqueria, which is great, and which you should def definitely check out. It's famous for a good reason. It's got some of these you know, fishmongers who are fifth-generation fishmongers and stuff like that. But also, the market at Santa Catalina is amazing. There are several great markets that are much quieter, much less touristic, and, you know, very good to see. If you're stay staying in an Airbnb and you want to cook, or if you're living here, you know, like I am, you can definitely get really good food at more reasonable prices there in Santa Catalina or the market in Clot, etc., Anyway, that's my recommendation. But the big question, is any of this the real local experience? Well, yes and no. We haven't had very many tourists for about a year and a half now. The past couple of weeks, things have been picking up. I'm recording this in August, the beginning of August 2021. So there is more tourism now than there has been since the beginning of the COVID pandemic. And some of the central neighborhoods have been really quiet for most of this time because of the lack of tourism. But the other areas, the more local neighborhoods, the places where regular Catalan and Spanish people live, have been doing fine. They're pretty normal. The thing that locals do that you know other people don't, well, I guarantee you, locals don't spend their weekends standing around looking at Sagrada Familia. And they don't pay 10 euros to get into Parguel. Parguel was free up until several years ago. I visited Parguel for free. 
back in the day, it was a different experience than it is now because all kinds of random people would be sitting around in Parquel. The random people don't necessarily want to pay 10 euros to go there, so people don't go anymore. Um, tourists go. And the real local experience, as I've said, you really have to stick around a long time to, to get the real local experience. If you want to get the real local experience, try having a Catalan landlord, try going to a police station to renew your ID card, you know, call the electric company and see if you can get them to help you with a problem or change your bill. That is the real local experience. It's, um, the fact is that while the tourists are out having a Barcelona experience, the locals are at work and a lot of them are struggling to get by on a thousand euros a month or less. So that's not exactly what people think of as a vacation. And, you know, you shouldn't feel obligated to do that. If you're here, if you're on vacation, enjoy your life and go to some of the nice places, see the sights and enjoy it. And another thing I should mention is that contrary to what the Catalan independence people like to tell everyone, Barcelona is actually really diverse. Here in Barcelona, the Catalan independence thing, while important, is not the majority of people. There are literally thousands of Italians here. There are thousands of Chinese people, Pakistanis, French people, Moroccans, immigrants and expats, however you want to call them, are more than 15% of the population. In a recent survey, there were more than 300 languages spoken in the city. So the last problem I have with the thing of being a local is, hey, I'm a local, but when I walk around, nobody really knows this. Occasionally, I'll meet somebody who tells me to go back to my country because some moronic idea or other. However, I do work seven days a week to make Spain and Barcelona a better place. And if anybody is a local at this point, it's me. So who are the locals exactly? Well, they might not be who you necessarily think they are. The people speaking 300 languages, the 15% of the population living here, we are just as local as everyone else, and we're all contributing to the city. So you've also got a lot of great international restaurants around. You don't have to eat only Spanish or Catalan food. In my neighborhood, Arc de Triomphe, we've got a lot of Chinese restaurants, some of which are terrible, some of which are great. You know, try some stuff. Get one of the authentic Italian pizzas from one of the pizzerias. There's dozens and dozens of places where you can get pizza just like in Napoli or Sicily or wherever in Italy. And that's also great. And mostly, enjoy. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. I hope you have a great local experience while you're here. I hope you don't get caught in the middle of one of the riots which happen from time to time. Recently, we haven't had too many, but I'm expecting, you know, any day, week, or month now that we'll be returning to normal, and that means riots. So I'll definitely report on that when that happens. And until next time, I am Daniel, or if you prefer, Mr. Chorizo, logging out.